0: Good morning, gents. Mr. Jordan here. So I hope you're all staying safe and isolated in lockdown. And whilst I was locked down, I decided that what would be a great idea to continue our learning in PE would be to start a daily podcast. So we're going to start from the very beginning and recap some of the topics we've covered this year so far and make sure that we have the basic understanding and knowledge that will arm us with everything we need in order to be successful at PE. So here goes. Let's start back at the very beginning, when we looked at the skeletal system. Now we'll know there's 200 bones in the body. We only need to know a select few, but the ones that we do need to know, okay, are bones like the cranium, the ribs, the pelvis. Now on a podcast, it's very difficult to go over every single bone and its location, but you guys have a range of resources available to you. I will attach one to the Google Classroom. outlines the bones you need to know and where they appear in the body. Once we've established a basic knowledge of where the main bones in the body appear and what their names are we can then move on to looking at the functions of the skeleton. Now the skeletal system has five main functions. The first one is protection. Bones like the cranium and the ribs they can protect the brain okay, and the heart and various other vital organs from being damaged in various elements of contact in sports such as rugby, boxing, mixed martial arts. If we look at the second function we have shape. Simply what we mean by this is that the skeleton gives the body the shape that makes you appear tall, short, wide, narrow and then we have support. This means that the skeleton can hold your vital organs in place when playing things like sport, for example, the vertebral column holds the body upright. The rib cage supports the organs inside it, such as the lungs. We then have movement. All muscles are attached to bones. Without those anchor points, when the muscles contract, the bones wouldn't move. Lastly, we have red blood cell production. Red blood cells, which are used to carry oxygen to the working muscles, are produced in the bone marrow of some bones, in particular bones like the femur and the other long bones of the body. That's not to say we don't also produce white blood cells, but the main one that we need to be aware of is the red blood cell production. Once we've got the functions and the knowledge of the different bones, we can start to break down the skeleton Into specific joints. Now the key joints that we're going to look at are the ones that are used in almost every single sport. So let's start with the main ones. The first one will be the elbow joint. The elbow joint is a type of hinge joint which allows the arm to flex and extend. Now remember by flex we mean a decrease in the joint angle and when we extend the joint We are increasing the angle of the joint. Now the main muscles that allow the elbow joint to move are the biceps and triceps. The bicep causes the flexion of the arm at the elbow. And on the flip side, the triceps cause extension of the arm at the elbow joint. The next main joint we want to look at is the knee joint. The knee joint, like the elbow joint, is also a hinge joint. This allows the leg to flex and extend. The muscles involved at that joint that allow that flexion and extension of the joint are the hamstring, which produces flexion of the leg at the knee joint, and the quadriceps that produce extension of the leg at the knee joint. If we then look at the shoulder joint, the shoulder joint is a different type of joint. It's a ball and socket joint. The rounded head of the humerus at the shoulder sits in a socket shaped like a cup of the scapula. Now the movements this joint allows are those such as flexion, extension, adduction, abduction and rotation. Now we know what flexion and extension are, but let's talk about adduction and abduction. Adduction is the bringing back to the midline of the body of a certain limb, whether it be your arm or your leg. Abduction on the other hand is a removal from the midline of the body of a limb such as the arm or the leg. And last but not least, we have rotation. rotation is where the limb moves in a circular movement around a fixed joint, either towards or away from the midline of the body. Then if we move on down to the hip joint. The hip joint is a ball and socket joint, much like the shoulder joint. The round head of the femur this time fits into a socket shaped like a cup in the pelvic girdle. And the movements permitted at the hip joint are flexion, extension, adduction, abduction and rotation. So for those who've been paying close attention, you can see a level of symmetry between the hip joint and the shoulder joint and between the hinge joints of the knee and the elbow. Now when we also look at the skeletal system, we need to think about what are the benefits of exercise on a regular basis on the body system. Now, there aren't any short-term or acute responses to exercise of the skeletal system. However, there are long-term benefits. The two main ones you need to be aware of are that of increased bone density. Now, with regular exercise, the bones can increase in density and they can become stronger, reducing the risk of injury. Now, the type of exercise that would promote this would be what we call weight bearing exercise. Now, not only would weight bearing exercise increase the bone density, it would also strengthen the ligaments and tendons of the joints. Now, the ligaments, which attach bone to bone, and the tendons, which attach muscle to bone, become thicker. And stronger with exercise. This therefore allows more power to be generated in movement and increases the flexibility at a joint. Now I hope this is of some use and hopefully has re-jogged your memory as to things that we covered quite a while back now. What I'd suggest is listening to this a couple of times because much like listening to your favorite song the more you listen to it the more you remember the lyrics. And that's exactly the same for learning. The more you listen to something, the more it's likely to embed in your long-term memory and you're more likely to be able to then regurgitate it when it comes to your exams. Signing off, hope you're staying safe as I said at the beginning. Take care of yourself guys.